Welcome to Foundation and Family, the Erica Diaz Show, where real estate wisdom meets family life. I'm Erica Diaz, here to share stories, insights, and inspiration for building homes and nurturing hearts. Let's dive in together. Welcome to another episode of Foundation and Family, where we dive into the lives of incredible women who are navigating the challenges of motherhood while excelling in their careers. Today, we have the pleasure of sitting down with Janelle Ferrer, a powerhouse in the real estate industry. Welcome, Janelle. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here. Absolutely thrilled to have you here. So to kick things off, can you share a little bit about your real estate journey and what caused you to pursue a path in this direction? I don't want to say it was accidental, but it kind of was. So my mom was in real estate my entire life, and I stumbled upon it after undergrad, got into the industry in 2006, and definitely wasn't something I was looking forward to, but ended up loving it. I started doing residential real estate in 2011, got my broker's license in 2015, Um, also was teaching at Folsom University and thought that that would have been my career path and real estate part-time, but real estate kind of just kept growing and pulling my heartstrings, loved it, and ended up going completely full on into real estate. So what did you do at Full Sail? I know you taught, but what did you teach? So I taught and developed the curriculum for project management and for media entrepreneurship for the media communications bachelor program. So I feel like at least the project management kind of helps. Like I feel like each listing kind Mm. of is a project in and of itself. So maybe Mm -hmm. that helped with that transition into real estate, just having that project management foundation. I think it was actually backwards. So I was doing real estate and then I was also at Full Sail and then the trajectory at Full Sail continued while I was running my brokerage. But it definitely had a lot of overlap where I was able to use my real estate experience into my courses. So tell me, like, for me, I have four kids. How many do you have? Three. And what are their ages? So one is two and a half months. The other one will be two next month and the other one just turned four. Yeah, so that's... Four, three kids under the age of four. Yes. How are you balancing life? And then before we get into that, mm-hmm. what type of production are you doing? So I'm doing about 16 million you see, so far this year. So that's a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of work, but honestly, I have a team that helps me with it because I need my sanity. And right. I, people ask me, how do you do it? First of all, it's a day at a time. And if I didn't have my husband, there's no, where are the other two kids right now? They're at home with him. So (laughs) it's definitely that support. So does your husband help you with the business or just help you with the family? So he actually runs his own business. He is an SEO analyst and he does internet marketing. But because of his flexibility, I can leave the kids with him and go run to listing appointments or go do podcasts, (laughs) you know? So that flexibility and him being able to do that and love being with the kids is what is literally my rock. So boy, girls, what do you have? I have two girls and a boy. Two girls and a boy. Good luck with those two girls. I know. They're a handful. (laughs) I have two boys and two girls, and I will say that the girls are definitely the most uh, (laughs) strong-willed. Strong-willed. My oldest one is me, and it's scary. It's scary. It's like looking at a mirror. So Well, and sometimes I find it hard Mm -hmm. to, like, parent my 12-year-old self. Uh Uh-huh. So that's always challenging. And I think for me, my kids were raised in the car, because I was always in real estate. So you use your husband to help leverage stuff. What kind of systems are you using to leverage your time? 
So honestly, the, the calendar is everything for me. Wow. And I share it with my husband so he knows what we have. So every day we actually review what the following day. And then we look at, during the weekend, we look at what the following week leaves. And sometimes he'll tell me, hey, I need you to loosen up your schedule because I have these appointments. And, I, and he doesn't have a lot. It's usually me. So I'll tell him, hey, you've got the kids all day this day. I've got X, Y, Z. So it really, it's that it's being, you know, uh, planning in advance, basically. It's just being a little more proactive. Yeah. And that's huge. Um, mm-hmm. I even think for us just trying to pre-plan dinner, which seems so <laughs> simplistic, but when you're working all day and then you've got sports, whether it be for us, like yeah. swim, basketball, soccer, volleyball, whatever it is, it's just, if we pre-plan and use like our Instapot or our Ninja mm-hmm. or anything like that, it's, it's tremendous. It's a game changer for me. Because otherwise, Uber Eats, I think we pay one of their top execs salary there. It's <laughs> true. Um, so in a tech-driven world, utilizing technology, like besides the calendar, what are you using that you find is helpful for you? In what respect? Making sure I'm balancing my time or to yeah, maximize real estate? I think both, right? So what are you using to maximize your time inside of real estate? Mm-hmm. And then besides the calendar, is there anything else that you're using to help fulfill that uh, proficiency in between. Sure. So our CRM, I think yeah. has definitely helped. So we use KV core, um, that helps, but really it's, I can, I kid you not, it's the calendar. Like yeah. it's just staying on top of that. Everything else is just, it's secondary and ancillary to my calendar because everything else falls into that. If I don't have that in place, then the rest of it doesn't matter that I use KV core. If I'm not planning out my day and what time I'm going to be prospecting or doing what I need to do, then it's all for not personally. If all for my agents could hear planning out what time I'm going to be prospecting. <laughs> um, so we've talked about your home life and your kids and your husband, but let's talk about what the structure of your team looks like. Okay. What does your team look like? So it used to be larger, and now it's I have one buyer's agent. I have a listing associate, so she partners with me on all my listings. I am a very unconventional team lead, and I tell people that all the time. I can help other people structure a basic and structure standard team, but I don't want that. All three of us are moms. All three of us, that's our focus is our family. We love real estate. We love that it helps provide for all the extra things we want to do in life and yeah. and be financially free, which is all of our goals, and buy investment properties, which is what we've all been doing. So as a result, we kind of do things a little different, and we work as much as we want to work. And if we want to pull back because it's time, then we do, which is not your typical team. But it's yeah. what we want to do where all of our husbands are, are the main providers at home. Okay. But we supplement, even though I make as much or more than my husband, right. I'm the supplemental income, which right. I love. Yeah. So it gives me the flexibility to not feel stressed if I have to pull back a bit because I want to spend more time with my kids. Yeah. And I know when we weren't on camera, you were talking mm-hmm. about in the future, you want to homeschool all three of your kids. I do. I know this is ambitious. Yes. I know it sounds crazy. And so I'm going to do it one at a time right now. They're in a private Christian school. So I've got, I'm easing them into it. So okay. my four-year-old will be in VPK next year. Okay. And then after that, I'll just pull her out and have the other two still in there and see how it goes. Okay. My sisters, all my friends, everybody around me, they all homeschool. So okay. there's a co-op opportunity. Yeah. Um, I'm just not creating curriculum. That's where I'm drawing the line. So I definitely need a co-op. And yeah. I honestly, I tell people, I said, my kids by 11, 12 years old will know the Florida as his contract and the residential contract and the listing contract. They will know how to negotiate. So if anything, I've got that under their belt. There, there you go. Well, I think, you know, my kids are slightly older. Mm-hmm. So through the pandemic, we were forced to homeschool kids, sure. right? 
And I found myself literally <laughs> crying, like crying on the phone with the principal, like, I can't do this. Yeah. I don't want to do this. <laughs> and so that is not something that God has put on my heart. Sure. Um, I get that we all have different hearts and that's incredible. And I love that you want to homeschool because it is precious time and it goes so fast. Yes. And this job does give you that opportunity mm-hmm. to do that. So it is such a lucrative, flexible schedule mm-hmm. career that you can have mm-hmm. that supplemental income and still do very well at it you really and can. still be available. So that's incredible. Um, tell me a little bit about your downline because you were talking mm-hmm. to me earlier about even though you've got one listing agent, one buyer's agent, you've got a whole downline that you kind of help coach. Yeah. So I have 25 agents that are in my network with eXp. So I was a broker and I had my independent brokerage and I turned people away all the time because I, as you notice, I was a professor. So for me, I love training. I love education. I highly value that. And as a result of that, eXp model just fit right because I didn't have to have them on my production team, but I could still have them in my downline. So I train and coach 25 people plus my sponsors people, which is over 50. So all together we do lunch and learns every month. We do weekly huddles and that's, that's where I feel fired up more than working with buyers and sellers, believe it or not, it's really with agents and training them and bringing resources. That's my passion. So I do love that. I think it's so cool that there, I mean, there's 24,000 licensed running around here, right? And if you sat down with Mm 23,998 of them, their businesses all look so very so different, different and it's not a one size fits all. No. And that's why I think it can be so flexible, so mobile yeah. to what you want as a parent. Right. Now, do you think you guys are done having kids? Yes. He actually got fixed. So oh. we are done, done. Well, I'm going to be 40 next year. I don't want any, I always say, I don't want to have, I don't want to be pregnant or breastfeeding by the time I'm 40. That's my goal. Yeah. Well, <laughs> be careful what you wish for. Mine was fixed too. And we have number four. So, and I was 40 when he came, but that's, that's well, that's our plan. Story. That's our goal is no more. <laughs> yeah. I totally get it. Yeah. So tell me about self-care. What do you do for you? What do you set aside time for yourself? Because for me this year, and we've talked about it before on recent podcasts, that it has been a year of discovery and self journey for me because I had just put myself to the back of the line and I was raising kids and I was raising the business and I was helping with transactions and I just didn't focus on me. So this year I have lost 50 pounds Congratulations. Thank you. That's amazing. And I feel better. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even realize that it was just little things that mm-hmm. I could change. And yes, working out, which I still hate, but I'm going to continue <laughs> doing it. But what are you doing for self-care so that you don't lose yourself? That's a great question. So I'm on my third day straight going to the gym. I normally go about five to six days a week. Oh, wow. And postpartum, I wasn't able to go until just now. So my husband gives me the ability to do that because again, he will watch the kids. So I just have to gauge my schedule. That's one thing where I don't drink coffee and people are like, how do you have so much energy? I'm like, I love to work out. It is literally my, I know you hate it. Most people disdain it, but it's where I get my energy, my endorphins for the, you know, to get me going for the rest of the day. So I do love it. Um, and then for example, I'm have a hair appointment. Finally, I can dye my hair again. So I'm getting that done on Monday. So I'm so excited because that takes out a block where I start feel better about yourself. Yeah, you do. And I do a lot of girls nights. And like tonight, my husband has his, he's like, Hey, at eight o'clock, I've got my, you know, guys coming over for a game night. I'm like, awesome. Yeah. But I know that next week I have my girls night. So I invite friends over. We do craft days. I have to have that block of time where yeah. I can do it. 
Absolutely. And it's just honestly, it's having a spouse that helps. And I, not, I know not everybody has that, but that for me is a huge blessing that we're a team and we have that flexibility that we can tag, but you have to tap out, you know? And, yeah. and sometimes I get to the point where I'm like, I'm out, like so yeah. much screaming in this house. I'm out. Like the kids are driving me crazy. Yeah. So it's having that give and take for sure. But working out is a big thing for me. I mean, I agree. It has helped. I just don't like it. You don't have to like it. Yeah. I love it. I don't. You don't have to. We have trainers now that come to the house. And like every time I see him, I'm like, oh, you're here. (laughs) But I participate. I do it. I obviously feel better. And we are doing it with the three older kids, which has been nice because we're bonding with them and they're watching me complain. (laughs) Um, And then I 100% Monday night, I had girls night where I just Mm -hmm. went out and had dinner, had two glasses of wine. And I was Mm -hmm. just like... These are the moments that I can decompress and kind of put me first. And we didn't really talk about the kids so much. We talked about crazy other things Mm -hmm. that was just healthy for me. So tell me a little bit about your market. Like what market do you work? So I'm hyper-focused on Oviedo, Chuliota, Geneva, Winter Springs. Those are all, that little quadrant is all touching and it's very close together. Um, I love it. I've lived there for over a decade. And so... When people, when I have that time to step back, it's because I've established myself in my neighbor. So it's not like I can just be like, oh, I'll just work. I'm not a part-time agent at all. I am yeah. full-time, full committed. I mean, but 16 also, million is full-time. Yeah. It's and full, I mean, full-time. my husband does SEO. So if people Google Oviedo real, real Estate or Realtor, we show up on the first page of Google. So we're yeah. very intentional with that. Yeah. We don't try to be all things to everybody. And that's one thing I'll tell realtors, you can't do it. So we... We've had listings here in Winter Garden. Awesome. That's because we've had contacts in our sphere of influence. It's not because we market here. We right. don't touch it. This is not our forte. I don't know communities here. Right. It's not that we can't study an area. Mm-hmm. It's that when people say, I cover all over Orlando, it's huge. I don't cover five counties. Mm-hmm. Will I cover it if I have? Sure. Yeah. That's not where I'm focused. So I know all the communities in my backyard. Right. And because I'm an expert, that's kind of why we've been able to niche down. Yeah. And I think similarly, we're just on the opposite side of Orlando. We're in Winter Garden. And we have hyper-focused into sure. Winter Garden. So we know everything about Winter Garden. Mm-hmm. I take my golf cart to work sometimes. I can drive it to anywhere in downtown Winter Garden. Pretty much, I would say, between my husband and I, everybody knows us here. Mm-hmm. But do we go to Oviedo? I mean, will we? Yes. But do we know it? Like, right. no, we, we don't. Um, one of my best friends lives out there, so mm-hmm. I would do her house. But I would even probably yeah. give her the disclaimer, like, might be rough for us both, but yeah. we're going to get through it, yeah. right? Um, exactly. You know, I don't know when your sign's going up. I don't know how your lockbox is getting on, but, you know, I'm kidding about some of that <laughs> stuff. But with yeah. the market and the way it's changed this year, what have you had to change in your business to kind of pivot to still do $16 million? Because the last stat I read was 100,000 agents have exited the industry, not in our marketplace mm-hmm. only, but nationally. Sure. So, as a smaller team mm-hmm. and a mom mm-hmm. and a husband who sounds like could support you just fine, mm-hmm. how have you changed to not be one of those 100,000? So I've been through the gamut. So I saw 2006, I saw 2008, yeah. I saw 2010. I saw, I've seen all of the ebbs and flows. And my mom was in real estate for 24 years before. Yeah. So I've been through it and I know that there's always going to be just different seasons and cycles of real estate. That being said, with the lawsuit and everything that was even happening before that, mm-hmm. I was already telling people we need to have our buyers agencies, you know, those contracts on point. So we started doing a VIP buyer agreement back in 2018. Oh, so wow. we were very proactive with this, where basically we said, buyers, we will try to ask for this through seller concession, but if it's not given to us, 
you're going to have to compensate the difference of our commission. Wow. In 2018. 2018. Wow. 2018, 19. I, I'm telling you, education is a big deal for me, so I always try to pull what's going on. Yeah. And that lawsuit was not a surprise. And what's happened, we've already been ahead of the yeah. curve. But I will tell you, we stopped doing that or executing that full contract during 2020, 21, 22, because it wasn't fair. Our buyers couldn't. Right. With already going above asking, okay. then removing appraisal, we're like, there's not... We're going to work for you. We just need to get you the house that you want. So we started doing that again this year, earlier this year, even before this lawsuit happened. So now we're switching from our VIP agreement to the EBBA. We're actually going to the official EBBA and we're going to start taking a retainer because that's something. And then we'll apply it to the back end. The reason is, is because if not, you get used and abused in this industry and you're driving around people. And for us, it's a commitment. The same way you're going to commit to someone, you're going to commit to an attorney. They require a retainer. Well, we're protecting you. So we were like, we'll give this back to you. Yeah. And then we were going to renew that retainer in six months. So it's funny that you even bring up any of this because an agent locally here called the other day and she's a sweet girl. And I said something about, well, the NAR lawsuit and all of that. And she just said, I don't know what you're talking about. Mm. And I thought, okay, well, (laughs) this is a coaching opportunity. She's not my agent, Mm -hmm. but why don't I send you a few links, you know, and Mm -hmm. then maybe you should ask your broker. So one of the things that I find so incredibly challenging in this market is the cloud-based brokerages that have zero training for their agents. And then their agents have no idea what's going on. And they're still operating a contract out there that has deadlines and legally binding, uh, well, deadlines and terms. And then they're like, oh no, that's not what that means. But it is. So it's nice. It's refreshing to hear you say that, like, this has been in the forefront for years. I mean, Mm -hmm. you're ahead of the game for me. We were not talking about it in 2018 and sure weren't talking about it in 2020. But as it became more prevalent in 2022 and into 2023, we absolutely Mm -hmm. have talked about it. And that is something that we are deploying and exercising and working through now. So that's incredible that you were that far ahead of it. We're, We're already looking at 2025. Yeah. Because in Oviedo, because that's our place, there is nothing slated for construction in 2024 and 25, yeah. which means rentals are going to go up, which means anybody who wants to invest in property, do it now because rents are going to go up in the next couple yeah. of years. Inventory shit. So we're already looking ahead because we're like, we can't keep looking at where we're at right now. We've got to look ahead so that we sure. can be ahead of the curve. Yeah. So, sure. I mean, even what you're saying, I literally decided three days ago that I wasn't going to go to law school because I was going to go to law school to be a real estate attorney because I was sick and tired of what was happening in our industry. And then I realized I've got three kids under four and I don't want to sacrifice that time. Literally was the deciding factor. Yeah. But it's because But now, do happens. you think when they're 16? Mm-hmm. Uh, potentially, but at that point, I'm going to be in my 50s. Do I want to reset? Maybe. I do love, I'm a nerd. I love school. I yeah. love learning. Um, so I maybe we'll cross that bridge later, but- for me, it's how can I be ahead of the curve? And yeah. if it's that, if that's the way that buyers and sellers are going to respect us, because I'm insulted by the entry into our profession. Absolutely. And that's why what you're saying, Absolutely. it's affected by that. So if I have to be an advocate for that in the next few years about we need to all level up and our entry needs to change, then that's a different conversation. Or make the annual fee 10000 a year. I think it just requires a little more education, uh, maybe a graduate that. degree or uh, an undergrad degree. Yeah. I think it, and then that can be their dues. Right. So I actually personally, and I don't sell as much anymore. Um, I'm involved in all the transactions, but I really sure. get to dr- jump in like when I get to deal doctor. Yeah. So I just did a transaction for an attorney and um, she 
had attorneys advising her Mm -hmm. because she wasn't a real estate attorney. And she called and asked for an answer to a specific scenario. And I said, well, for starters, I'm not an attorney. I'm not practicing Mm -hmm. law. But my opinion Mm -hmm. is this. And then when we got done, she said, do you know that that's the exact same answer that my two real estate attorneys gave me? And she said, have you thought about going to law school? Mm -hmm. And I said, well, listen, I got four kids. Mm -hmm. I don't want to restart. Um, I don't, I don't want to be a real estate attorney, but the agents out there mm-hmm. are so frustrating that it, yes, it's almost like maybe we could change something here. I saw a meme on Facebook the other day and the guy's like the things that are bothering me in the industry. And it's all these agents running around acting like fools. Yes. And then it's like the NAR lawsuit. He's like, doesn't even compare yeah, to this. It's true. So, I mean, we yeah. should tag team and do this. I was literally studying for my LSATs. I'm not even kidding. Whoa. I took a tour of Barry university and I'm, I was really gung-ho about this until I realized my oldest would be eight years old and what would I miss? And I told you one of my goals is homeschooling. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, but think about it. Maybe mm-hmm. you could homeschool them and you school yourself. Right I'm one here. person. My schedule's not like my, I try, I work my calendar, but that would just be too much. But I, I think that something needs to change. Yeah. And I think yeah. if this encourages women, it's all right, we need to level up. We need to bring our professionalism up high consistently. Sure. 100%. Because people act like, you could see when they treat us certain ways when they think, oh, well, you're just a, or asking for our commission. How dare you? Yeah, <laughs> you know, that, like those things, it's just too is, commonplace. Yeah, that is funny to me too, because like what other industry do you walk exactly. into and say, hey, can you give me $3,000 of your money? Right. And then I was watching an HGTV thing. Um, mm-hmm. I don't watch a ton of TV, but it was on, it was at the nail salon. That's why it was on. Mm-hmm. And the buyer was like, and my realtor gave me all her commission. So we've got plenty of steak dinners for her coming. And I was thinking, the steak dinners don't pay her bills. Nope. Like, why are we airing this on national television? This is terrible. It's horrible. And then that's what consumers assume that the real estate industry appears to be. But who's we work paying for free. us? No, apparently we work for free. Well, so, why would you do that? Exactly. We've got kids. So part of our podcast of foundation and family, it is to just empower women Mm -hmm. and for me, show Jesus in my work and just show women that you can do both and you can do it even at a high level. Absolutely. And it can be very fruitful and very rewarding and successful, but you have to have the education. You have to have the drive. You have to have the want to do it. So that is, I mean, you and I are very similar in that Mm -hmm. regard. Um, So a big thing for my team here is we love to give back. My fourth child's adopted. That's mm-hmm. no secret. Um, one of our main missions is helping children in vulnerable spaces, mm-hmm. whether that be child trafficking or yes. adoption or what. So do you guys have any give back programs that you guys do within your team? So Hope Worldwide and our local churches are definitely ones that we contribute heavily towards financially and in any way we can volunteer, but um, Hope Helps is in our backyard. So it's in Oviedo and we love this organization. Eventually I'd like to be on the board, but right now I sit on another board and I, I, my calendar, right? So I highly prize that. So, um, but Hope Helps is an amazing organization that we volunteer financially, but actually physically too. And I love that. What do they wrap around? What do they do? So they give back to our community. So anybody who probably out of a job, anybody who is failing education in order to be able to get the job they need, they will actually give them courses. There's free social work services. Then they'll give them a coupon to their thrift shop, which we donate actively to, to go and choose clothes for employees. That's the same hope here then, I bet. 
I bet it's the same Hope organization that we just volunteered at. It sounds, their name is Hope. We've got one on Dillard Street. Okay. It's yeah. probably similar. This yeah. one is, is for Seminole County and okay. they're, they're over on that side of town, but That's it's probably incredible. very similar. But I yeah. love that they're not enabling people. They're helping people. Right. They're restoring families. Right. They're restoring people to occupations so they feel good about themselves. Right. They have a food drive, but right. they give based on need and then they help them get back on their feet. So I love that organization. It's not a handout. It's literally to help them rise up. That's incredible. And I, I assume you're doing that in front of your kids and having them participate. Yes. So. And that's the goal is to have them serve themselves so that they can see when they're packing up there. Right. So the Christmas thing that they do is fantastic. And it's giving food I and helping that. the parents choose the gifts for the kids out of I different sections, that. wrap them. And so to volunteer for that is huge. I can't wait to see the two-month-old wrap this year. Oh, oh yeah. That's kidding. Not I just got to hold him. He's so <laughs> cute. I would watch that baby forever. Um, so, Janelle, thank you so much for being with us. I really have enjoyed our time together. My pleasure. Where can people find you? So, you can go to yourwaypointwithane.com. And if anybody ever wants to join our weekly huddles, it's open to any and all agents. And again, you can see my passion for education. I hope I if that. that transpired. But I really always like to bring the newest things in the industry, what's happening in the market locally, but even on a nationwide level, just so that people understand how they can help their clients best as professionals. And again, always level up. So, so is, do you have a standing link for that weekly huddle that you could share or we do we? absolutely. But if okay. you contact me through yourwaypoint.com, okay. I can go ahead and send that out. It's a zoom link, Perfect. but you can also follow me on Instagram at, at realtor Janelle. Perfect. I love yeah. that. Make sure you give her a like and a follow and thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me.